so we back full effects grits in the city aka girls raised in the south and the city i'm your girl drea g i'm the black robe and we are the grits hey so we back full effect it's been it's been a little minute how you feeling tosh i'm okay y'all i told i told myself i wasn't gonna cuss anymore i got saved why are you oh why are you just okay it, it's saved. been a minute since the people have heard us we've been mm-hmm. on a little break you know spiritual little, break girl yeah, a little spiritual maintenance you know yes. some little fine tuning before 2020 how you feeling though i'm okay you know it's been a good year you say you try not to cuss though people yes. trying your patience yes it, you know people try my they you know, everybody tried me from the job to life to the subway. And I told myself, I'm not going to curse. subway, for sure. I'm not going to curse because, uh, baby, that's why, I, you know, I fell from the Lord, you know, from the Lord's presence. I don't go to church like that. And maybe that's why I'm not I being blessed. I went to church last week and it, it felt... You went to church last week. Yeah, I What did. church you went to? I went to Brooklyn Tabernacle. Oh, Lord. Shout out to the pastor and the congregation. Oh, Lord. You know, but it was, I needed it. I needed that fellowship. What were they talking about? You know what? They were talking about something very important. They were saying that <clears throat> it's good to be in a group of two or more. Because they were talking about, like, touching and agreeing. When you touch and agree in the presence of the Lord, like, when you oh, come together, like how it's par- powerful. Mm-hmm. So it was just basically saying, like, even in deeds or work that you're doing, having two people or more than one person to lean on is good. So I thought that that was a really great message oh, and takeaway. Okay. So you're trying to tell people they can't do shit by themselves. Oh, Lord, Jesus, I just trust, Lord. <laughs> Look at Jesus, you. Look at you. Say, Lord. You Don't see? judge me. A little church. My family listened to this. Right. Lord. See, a little a little church may have done you well, but that Ooh. that was the the lesson and the, and the message that I that I took away from it. But you know, we got some other things going on. So you try not to curse people out. It's Thanksgiving this week, so you know we're yeah. getting ready for those festivities. What you doing? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to my family house. You know, I'm going to cook me something. And we what all you gonna know, cook, girl? I'm, I think I'm going to cook me a pie after <laughs> the season when we talked about you and your cooking, girl. You cooking kale and shit. No, I'm not cooking kale, You ain't cooking kale this season? No, ma'am. This year? I, I didn't cook kale last year. Yes, you did. You talked about I some cooked type sides. Of oh, yeah, you cooked sides. But, but I'm I'm cooking sides this year. I'm oh, not, again? I'm not going home to Texas, okay. but I'll, I'll be right here. But, yeah, I'm going to – my girl is doing a Friendsgiving. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to cook, like, sides. Like, you know, maybe some greens, maybe some – some broccoli cheese casserole, okay. you know, some desserts, the good stuff. You That's know, real Dallas girl. Broccoli don't try to play cheese, me. Broccoli <laughs> cheese casserole. Listen, <laughs> y'all already know what my skills girl. is hitting on. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like a certified That's chef. That's suburban like, girl. Like, you know, I, I got this in the bag. You know, like Tasha, why you talking? We know that, you know, you're only good for, what is it, a millionaire or is it a chess pie? <laughs> First of all, this is, I'm about to cook me a, a pecan pie up in this bitch. Okay. You know, it's you know, going to be delicious. You little sweet potato thing going I don't on. Do, I'm not doing that sweet potato shit, okay? Everybody, their mama, their grandmama, everybody going to cook that this shit. This is true. I'm doing some different shit. This is true. It's very easy. Yes, yeah, easy as fuck. And I'm doing some different shit. It's, it takes skill to do pecan pie. Yeah. Skill. You got to get the right pecans and shit and the right, right sugar and shit. Right. What else is going on? Man, it's been crazy. Last week, we celebrated our one year anniversary. So much love. So yes. Love from everybody. Yeah, man. From everybody. So that was that was dope. Yeah. Shout, we're going to give a little shout out to the people that showed us love. Like, um, shout out to the Red Table Talk and Karis. He's a producer there. You know, he gave us some love. Shout out to Hot 97 and Inflex We Trust. Tad Wizard over there. He gave us some love, too. Some major yeah. love. Shout out to uh, 97.9 The Box in Houston. Yes. Um, that gave us some love. Yeah. Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Kevin Kev Show. Um, it's a lot of people. Drea Donna, uh, she gave us a shout out. She's a big producer out there. Aisha Horn, who worked on some projects such as LeBron, some of his um, production and editing. Um, it's a lot of people. 46 and Clark, who's out there in Atlanta. He's an artist. He's just a creative all around. So a lot yes. of people showed us a lot of love. Girls Talk Sports, too. Girls Talk Sports. Yes. They, I love them. And they interview all types of players from right. the WNBA to the NBA. So shout out to them, too. Right. Really dope. Really dope. And you know what? We've just been very grateful, very thankful, because this year has been 
it's included a lot of ups, a lot of downs, um, a lot of uh, learning curves and just, you know, just working through things as, you know, humans have to. So we really appreciate that love and, um, you know, just special shout out for that. So. So this is bringing us to our pour it up segment. So if you have been listening to our podcast for the past year, mm. you know, this pour it up segment, we just, you know, we like to drink to that. Hey, so we drink to whatever we feel like is popping, whatever we want to show love, whatever we want to congratulate, we drink to. So we got a lot of stuff we're drinking to, right? right? Cause it's been a little minute since we done checked in. Right. What are we drinking to? Well, uh, for starters, one thing that I'm drinking to is actually, uh, it's an artist out of Brooklyn, Canarsie, Brooklyn. It's Flip oh. De Niro. This is uh, one of DJ Khaled's artists. What? We the Best. Um, he's signed to We the Best, Epic Records. He came on the scene last year uh, with tracks like Leave Me Alone. You know, oh, had a lot of... Leave Me Alone. Leave I didn't know that was him. Alone. Oh, so I wow. guess... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah, so you know, he made a lot of headway with that record, but now he just dropped the EP. Uh shout out to to Funk Flex and Inflex We Trust and Tat Wizza, who's the producer of the Funk Flex show. Um, he invited me out last week. I got to check out it was the lit uh digital DJ brunch review, the brunch music review for Flip De Niro. So we got to hear his whole entire project. And let me tell you. <clears throat> Dude, he's about 25. He's um, really talented. He's like a, a singer, songwriter, rapper. Oh. Just talented all okay. the way around. Everything, girl. Has a, has a new single, How I Move, with Lil Baby uh, out of Atlanta. So really dope. So cop that project. Young dude doing his thing. New project is Love for Guala. Uh, really, really dope pr- project. Really uh, great production. So yeah, check that out. All right. That's one thing I'm toasting to. What you toasting to, Ty? It's so much, girl. Lord Jesus. From all these fall show endings, ah. from power to how to get away with murder to this is us, it's just been like I a lot. I watch all those. You didn't watch power? You know what? I, I don't. Was St. Patrick his abusive ass? No. no. I don't know if he died. I, I don't seen think he all died. the memes, though, but I don't watch power. Lala died. So many people died. I know. Lord but Jesus. aren't they getting ready to have a continuation of that? I don't even know. I have no idea. Because, you okay. know, 50 Cent, he be all over damn place. But, shit, we don't know. But mm-hmm. How to Get Away with Murder, they ended How to Get Away with Murder this season, you know, after the, you know, and coming back up in the winter season. That shit was so good, girl. Was it? It was just amazing. I'm like, how they gonna end the show? Viola Davis, right? Yes, Wes came back. I thought he was dead. Mm. He he he's alive like Lazarus. Every mm. Amen, Lord Jesus. Okay. And okay. then uh this is us. And this is us really touched me this season. Like they touched mm. upon anxiety. Like his one of the main characters, his daughter, was also facing anxiety. On the show, if you watch This Is Us, Randall, he's like one of the main characters on the show. And like for me personally, I I have been battling anxiety over the past, I say two years, ever since my grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. And it's real, real bad. Like I have panic attacks. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I'm at work sometimes. And I just try to like continue going through work because, you know, as black women, we're taught to, yeah. you know, be strong and to, you know, sometimes we just yeah. handle pain Even more. Depression and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, more pain than what we can endure yeah and then watching the show they they had it really touched me because i could relate to it and it had a good quote which really stuck to me and it said um depression anxiety and panic uh, panic attacks are not signs of weakness they are signs of trying to remain strong for far too long Mm. and that really touched me because a lot of people out here they're going through the same thing and you know such as you know or even artists like uh summer walker and, you know, even though a lot of people have been like, she's been having a backlash for, you know, her concerts and not wanting people to touch her or the energy. But, like, you know, I really respect people like that, like Summer Walker and people that are speaking about issues like this because, you know, it's been like a closed light on right. the black community. Because we also, you know, white people, they, they go to therapists, they go to people like that all the time. But, like, right. black people, we don't seek therapy. And we also have the same issues, too. I do feel like as a people of color, 
Yeah, there is some stigma. Um, there's some negative connotation when we look at it. And I don't think it's anything, you know, wrong with things like that. I think it'll make us healthier as a whole. So for sure. All right. So this is actually going to bring us into our G code segment. So, you know, uh, this is our, our final G code uh, tip of the year as this is our wrap up episode. So what we're, you know, we, we've dropped a couple of gems uh, along the way this season, but what we're going to leave you with um, headed into, you know, the new year. And I see this a lot. We see it, I think, with the rise of social media about us kind of getting, you know, people, we get a little caught up on what other people are doing. Um, the tip of the week is the G code tip is going to be channel your focus on becoming the best version of yourself versus being in silent competitions with others. Um, that is a big thing. I think that we're seeing that right now um, more than ever, especially with, uh, you know, platforms like Instagram mm. wanting to take away likes. They tried it, though, because I like my likes. <laughs> right. Don't we all? Because this is it's some type of is it some type of self-validation or is it a validation of sorts? Yeah, we, yeah, we girl, because people don't have the shit. All the black <laughs> type get it, girl. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and they're saying that one of the reasons why is because of, you know, um, health. You know, mental mental they health. They doing too much. They trying to up there. Do yeah, therapists. Instagram don't even be therapists for people. Yeah, we don't need Instagram therapists. Y'all continue to to create algorithms. Uh, continue to 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 take the glitches out of uh the application. Yeah, uh, take the bots out. I'm tired of their bots. Right. Take the bots out. Shit. Yeah. Let Let's do that. Um, I don't think you guys need to necessarily reach so high as to. You know, want to change our way of thinking by taking likes, by removing activity. But I will say that um, that that is the G code tip that we're living. Like, focus on being the best version of yourself. Stop worrying about what others are doing. Focus on you. And that's gonna take us to our main segment with it, which is Southern Sound Off. So actually, this week for our wrap up session, this is our one year anniversary. So we're gonna talk about a, a couple of things for the the one year anniversary recap. Girls raised in the South, so we've turned officially one years old. What do you? What have we like? It's been so many lessons in starting a business. Yes, and, Lord, and forging Jesus. a group. You know, because it didn't just start off as just you and I. It was Destiny Child, y'all. It was four <laughs> of us. Now it's two, y'all. Now it's two. Yeah. It's so. Beyonce and Kelly. I'm Beyonce on this bitch. <laughs> Tasha's Beyonce. Y'all heard her. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I got the big hair right now. I got the big hair. You got I'm the Kelly right. old school I'm, hair. I, I be, you know, I be Kelly over here. You know, Kelly made it do what it do, too. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Yes. But all that to say is, yeah, we've we've learned a lot, yo. Even just it, this year just flew by. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, you think that it's just a short uh blimp of time, like we've experienced so much. Yes, like you know. I'm I'm even thinking about this. Like it's so much like for people out there that want to start a podcast, make sure you do your research first. Or on... start a business in general. Your business, like, do your research. Do like, your research. Learn. Before you just up and start it, make sure you educate yourself on everything from, like, how, like, from legal matters to marketing to PR to, like, even, like, equipment to cost. Like, make sure you know because we had issues when we first started because we didn't know anything about a podcast. Yeah, we didn't. And everything was um, a learning curve and it was a, it was a, a learning cycle and we did and we got yeah. through it. But even with, you know, just learning, you know, the business and the marketplace, there were still things, there were still elements that we couldn't control. Yeah. You know, so even aside from learning the market, you know, handling the business situation, you know, mm. making sure that when you go into business with people that you guys are on the same 
page, page yeah. that you have the same goals and that you commitment got, that you have the same commitment as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah that you have the same level of commitment which is and also personalities like even though if somebody may be your friend or your associate it doesn't mean that you will go well together right like business like wise like you need people that can be able to like compromise like if you feel some type of way about something and you voice your opinion about it you don't want that person to be defensive you want that person to be able to listen and be like you know what i understand where you're coming from this is how i feel and this is how we can make it work right bam Right, and we've encountered that yes together, so, <laughs> like together, dead so eyes. you know, so much along. Like, this and I'm gonna give Andrea a shout out, even though I have I have went off on Andrea a couple of times, y'all. I'll be honest on she the podcast. Does. Andrea is the only person I know that doesn't get upset. Like, if I go off or if I feel some type of way or I just feel like maybe she may be slacking in the area, Andrea actually listens. She's like, you know what? Let you me listen. What, Let me take it back. Right. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm okay. I understand what coming from and you know why i listen and i and i have to train myself for it you know because not everybody's open to constructive criticism True. whatsoever i know it's hard for me i'm not good at right and <laughs> when you are doing business with somebody you do got to be open because you're not perfect and mm. unless you're carrying it to a t you got to be open to it so when you know that somebody when your partner when you know when somebody else is bringing all that they can bring to the table mm-hmm. yeah you do got to be receptive it does make you want to you know to listen and, and be more open to constructive criticism because it's not about just what you feel it's 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 a partnership so all that you know being able to take that constructive criticism and be able to see like all right you know maybe I was slacking in this part but this is how I figure out how to step up it's just being able to 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 balance and figure out yeah. you know together and so it it is a thing and not and not everybody is fortunate not everybody is blessed to be able to to work through it and get to a, a point where you have a commonality sure. to where you can see it from that point of view. Because, man, yeah, like if if you're running a business with different personalities, True. it's not easy. Like when I was going to um, when we first started, Andrea, me and Andrea were we weren't close at all. Like we just knew each other through a mutual friend. Shout out to my homegirl Chantel. Shout out to Chantel. <laughs> You know, BK all day for her. Um, so I didn't really know her personality well. And then the other two girls, I didn't know them at all. So it was just like a learning process. Right. Like, you know, I'm pretty good with, well, I don't know if I'm really good with working with people. But I'm pretty good. I'm very laid back, easy going. But, you know, if I feel some type of way in terms of business wise, like I will pop off. So like in the beginning, it was kind of like hard because a lot of our personalities that match, like, right. like probably how Beyonce and Kelly didn't match with the <laughs> with the other two girls. Not with Latoya and, and uh, Latavia, probably with Farrah ass. Okay, and Michelle. Was, <laughs> I want to say replace they, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably with their asses, but, but yeah, you know. but but all that to say is that we learned so much in our first year of business. Where how like you know potentially like if we were to start another business in the future there would be some things that you would take and apply and it's just like yes. it makes you think twice and it makes you want to have all your ducks in a row you know yeah commitment levels like we talked about making sure that we're on the same page so that when it gets tough you know are is this you know the group or can we stick it out are we gonna be able to work are we gonna be able to figure it out are we gonna be able to build through these struggles so. You know, that's been a a big thing for us, and it's been such a big accomplishment. And so shout out to Tasha because you grounded me this year. You've held me down. You've pushed me to be better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, And you need that sometimes, and that's the great thing about a partnership. Yeah. So also we're going to talk about, like, this year from, you know, some topics that we talked about throughout the entire year. Yes, girl. And if our mindset changed. Yeah. We so, talked about so <laughs> We talked about a lot. I know topics. I was dissing, like, people felt like I was dissing New Yorkers. Yeah. But I felt like I wasn't really dissing y'all. Yeah, yeah. You got you you got a lot of commentary. They you was hating. A lot of feedback. I did. About how, you know, how you was feeling towards, you know, New York natives. You know, and I'm just going to, like, really, like, I looked at it 
you know, this year. And I really got so much love for New York women. And I just feel like they some bad bitches. I still don't fuck with the niggas, Do you though. feel like you judged uh, New York uh, prematurely or unfairly I feel like I assessment. was. Yeah, this, I talk bad about New Yorkers a little bit too much, but I, 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 I'm going to stick to them damn Jordans. Them hoes be wearing these fucking Jordans <laughs> on the fucking top of so, the box. Okay. I'm tired of the fucking Jordans. So you still feel the same way. So you but still I, feel they like bad, women. They're beautiful, but they still wear them fucking Jordans. I don't like them Jordans. So That's women still say. shouldn't be wearing kicks or Tim's. They should not be wearing no fucking Jordans. I like Tim's for the snow, uh-huh. but Jordans, y'all doing too much with these little baby Jordans. Okay. And <laughs> I'm trying to think, have I changed my, like, my, like, we talked about so many different subjects from, like, I mean, I remember when we got into this heavy discussion this year talking about gentrifiers or black gentrifiers Mm -hmm. and gentrification in New York City. And it's like, you know, do I feel or do, you know, we as a whole feel like we're adding to the problem Mm -hmm. of, you know, rent skyrocketing through the roof nowadays? I still don't think that we're adding to the problem like that. But then again, at the same time, and speaking with more New Yorkers, and I could see where my viewpoint, you know, I could kind of come down from that viewpoint a little bit. I can concede from that because I do see to a degree how maybe New Yorkers, people that are from here could view us as being outsiders Mm -hmm. and us contributing to the problem. But my still my same view is like we all black we we all got you the a justified girl we all got the same struggle but mm. I hear what y'all saying when y'all saying the reason that rent is sky high is because all these outsiders are coming in and we're mm. perfectly content to pay two thousand dollars for a one bedroom I am not content with paying two thousand dollars for a one bedroom hell I ain't even content paying the money that I'm paying for for my fucking studio. But hey, that's okay. neither here nor there. I guess <laughs> you see, you know, your view hasn't changed, y'all, on Nicki Minaj because her ass was hating on Nicki Minaj before we started taping. When we talked about fem fem yes, you're uh, still a hater. In in an episode this season, I you know I feel like this whole year from the inception of our podcast, we've been bigging up um, women in hip hop. If uh, our listeners, if you're a part of our mailing list, um, if you're a part of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, you see that we show a lot of love to to women in hip hop because we're really behind the movement. And it's just it's so much talent. It's so much talent. It's a plethora of talent. And so all that to say is. You know, Nicki Minaj, she's still causing drama. I, I so still, you a hater. I, I still she don't she, be causing listen, no damn drama. I still That's think that she is. Let, let me tell you something. I may not personally like her. You don't know her like that. I may not like her personally buy all her records. But what I do uh, what I do respect is that she is a boss-ass black businesswoman. And I fuck with that the mm. long way. But what I don't, don't like... Don't be even hating remarks on the shade room about her ass. <laughs> I do. You know, I leave comments here and she there. Hate I'm not, you know, I'm not shy when it comes to, to, to spouting my opinion. But what I don't like about her is... You know, she's she been in the game. We're closing out a decade. And that's another big thing with this wrap-up. We're closing out a decade. And for Nikki to have been 10 years in the game, I just feel like she should feel like her position is a little bit more solidified. She does, but y'all don't but y'all don't give her. It's her not fucking about props. y'all. Y'all though. asses don't give but her. Y'all be hating on her this ass. This is the thing. When you feel solidified in your position, it's not about what y'all and da 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 da. You know Whatever. what your bank accounts say. You know what the plaques say. She said you know put some respect on her name. I heard that, but she also beefing with Cash Doll and her DM. We don't know that information. She also beefing with Remy Ma. And, but and, Remy Ma hate her. And any other female artist that poses a threat to her. That's what I don't like Remy about Ma her. Remy Ma posed no fucking threat to her. That's Remy the only Ma thing I don't like her. That's, that's the only thing I don't like. Okay, Remy didn't hate on her. Mm-hmm. Remy showed love. 
and all that. I bet Nikki was putting money in her commissary. She up there. I tripping bet she wasn't. Shit. I bet she but was. But I bet she was fronting like we she was. We didn't have Remy on this show. She not really real. And that's the that's the thing. Okay, whatever. Okay. And and I'm not the only one saying, I don't even know the chick. But you, the other, you a hater. You can't talk about people I'm you don't a, know. Listen, I'm a realist. I'm not a hater. I give props to where mm-hmm. it's due. She's a boss-ass businesswoman. Where I don't like her is when she's at odds with other female artists okay. because it's too right. few of y'all. All of them was at odds with each other back in the day. But you know what? That's next subject. They weren't all at odds. Yes, they was. Another. They was all fighting and shit. They they had beef at points of time. But, uh, you know, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Next. Next. <laughs> next. What about your views on Girl Code? Or, you know, has that changed? Same old, same old. You still talking to friends, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> You was talking to that friends dude that was your ex-boyfriend. Y'all had the same band, you know, right. the season and shit. I still have the same views. I definitely think that, you know, you should not be double dipping with your friends' mans. You shouldn't. Um, I do feel like there are still gray areas. Do, but do I ever feel like it is ever a case to where you should be dating like your homegirl's man? Nah. Like okay. it's never Just a case sure. like that. I don't that. know if I could trust your ass. It's never a case like that. I don't. I don't. I don't want your men. Okay. <laughs> it's never Just a case. Sure, girl. Just uh, sure. I feel. I feel. I you. still had the same. Um, we talked about work and you know corporate America and you know black people in corporate America. How hard it is in New York City. And we compared it to the South. It's still. It's, it's the same shit. It, it, it's the same, and it's and it's funny because it's the same. It's exactly the same. You know. It may be a little bit better than us in the South, though. Uh, they right. They get promotions quick and shit. We be struggling Because don't get it twisted. I mean, like, there are so many instances that where we get the North or the Northeast twisted or we put certain um, expectations or we put certain thought processes on it. But that's not what it is. Shit happens up here all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still deal with prejudice, uh, racism, um, you, I mean, you just deal with a lot of, a lot of shit. I'm gonna lie on my resume when I move back to the south. <laughs> they gonna see New York on my resume. I'll be like, I'll be like marketing <laughs> no, director. You, you were like, I was the the district <laughs> channel they manager. They gonna be like, oh shit, she was doing her thing. I go back to the south. They gonna be thinking I'm doing shit. I really exactly. Am. But you you can you can embellish like safety. That. Do you feel like the same? You still feel a little scared in New York City? Yeah, I or? do. I for sure I Because Atlanta looks like it's getting worse than our asses with the traffic and shit. I do. I don't know. But because it's a real issue right now, and this is a serious thing, actually, that we do need to address because, yeah, the trafficking issue has been so bad. Um, no, I don't feel safe here. And and it's, you know, and it's, it's so funny because I'd be sitting up thinking, like, God is so good because... He just be carrying my little girl, self. It's scaring me, girl. From here and there, you know, because it, it's some real stuff going on right now. Right. Like women are getting snatched up. Men are getting snatched up. People are men getting, are getting snatched up. People are getting. What snatched. type of men are getting snatched up? Girl? Who knows to be whatever what slaves, <laughs> whatever sex slaves. These men are getting snatched up. But yeah, man, all sorts of people. But you know, we just are so like you got to think about like. Literally, for the past decade that I've been here, I've walked up and down these streets fearless. Girl, me <laughs> God too. Girl. Is I so, don't walk fierce. I be running this shit. I mean, I do too. I'm uh, scary. I, I run up to my stoop because of the rats and because oh. the the rodents. The people sign. ain't scare you. The rats are scared. No, the Ooh. rats scare me. And the fact that I saw that raccoon on the, the raccoon subway here? platform. You didn't. I, oh, I reposted oh, it yeah. on our page. Oh lord! Oh, that was in a Those fort. Those raccoons are hood. That they hooded in rats. That was they in a fight your station. ass. <laughs> oh, I don't want no. See, you problem. live in the hood, girl. You talk about my neighborhood. My neighborhood's safe. It's still the same line the that you got to ride don't on. Bother me, That's though. the same the drug line that you got to ride on together. The drug dealers don't bother me. The, the, it, I don't see no raccoons Just over the there. Just the raccoons and the rats bother me. I don't see none of that dog. Yeah, when the raccoons start walking up to the platform, it's 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 a totally different ball game. But I am gonna say I'm gonna mention even like recently this week, it's a it's a young lady, and we're gonna touch on it when we go into our uh, bless this heart, uh, bless our heart. But um, there was a young lady, um, a fellow grits, you know, New New Orleans native that mm-hmm. lives here in New York. She works for the Breakfast Club. I believe her name is uh, is Jay's. 
TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this young woman got into an altercation, um, you know, getting into a cab on her way from an event, you know, going home. And she gets into it with another passenger. Mm-hmm. This other passenger is a man. You know, he's a white male. Mm-hmm. And um, she's saying, you know, she's describing in a post. She's saying, you know, from the onset, he seemed agitated. He seemed like he was really wanting problems. Yeah. And, um, See, you know. I sit in the front. In an Uber pool, right. I sit my ass Listen, right in front. If it's an Uber pool and somebody's talking shit, oh, I'm, I'm for sure getting in front. Because I don't want to be back there in the backseat with this dude, period. But she says that he was like, um, he started, like, she could tell that he was agitated. And he said something to her to the the effect of, oh, I could tell you're one of these uh, uneducated black people, like black women, pretty much. Like, Mm. excuse me, sir? And she says that she proceeded to film it. And when she proceeded to film it, the the, the man started putting his hands on her. What? Like he started That's pinching Uber her. Do shit? I, I, apparently yeah, not. She's Uber driver. Because like, the next I mean, thing she knew, I mean. she was literally fighting this man. And oh, so when Lord. you ask me questions like, do I feel safe in New York? No, especially when you have rules like, I mean, this lady, she, she called the police. She wanted to file a police report. And because they both look like they had been in a scuffle, um, they were like, there are two options. You could either go to jail Mm -hmm. or you could go home and go your separate ways. They don't protect black women at all here, man. In the world, it's fucked up. Right. So this this lady's name, this young lady's name again is Jay-Z, Ajaze TV. And so go on her post because... Who is this man she, who man. felt so fucking comfortable to put his hands on a woman? See, my, Why? Because she's a black woman. She from New Orleans. She got be. Cra- she don't have no crazy family members because they crazy New Orleans. But her family doesn't live here. But my they thing, don't give up. Girl, right. my family would have literally went up here. They would have like I had an incident in college. But my thing is, they would have drove up here. If the police don't feel comfortable, or if it's a thing of oh, it well, found his ass. well, it's both. It, it, both parties are guilty at that point. This this dude, he he needed his ass. She should have sued his ass um, on GP. Obviously, you can't you can't get any information at that point. If you're not following a police report, you're you're really she should have um, filed a police. You're commit you're com- like you're committing to leave the scene with no name, no identification because you're not filing a report at that point. But the pictures of this dude oh, is what he would have had it as well. How we need to identify him oh, because. He tried it. Any man that has the gall and has the audacity to put his hands on a woman and thinks that any way, shape, or form that he's justified in doing this, like, or he's right, I like, hope the Uber driver wasn't black. I hope not, but I, but but more importantly, what I hope is that somebody recognizes this cat from his pictures and that he gets fired from wherever that he works, whatever his livelihood is, because. Like, if you think that, it, like, it makes you big to put your hands on a woman and you can, like, literally get away, like, unscathed, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I know she was probably scared as fuck. I mean, and, and it hits home because... She not from here. Weirdos women, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, weird. I would have had to sue his ass and go to therapy. Fuck that. I would have sued his ass. I she don't have to, to go to therapy now after all this shit. I would have had to shiv him. <laughs> That's some country that shit. Stab. Oh, that's country <laughs> shit. I was like, that's some country shit. No, that's jail. No, I would, I would, I would have dead ass. I carried my pepper spray. He would have pepper right. spray. And uh, pepper spray is illegal. We talked about this in you the sure? other episodes. You sure? That's pepper illegal. spray is illegal. That's why we talked about making our own pepper spray on. On on previous episodes, so make your own pepper spray, bleach, hot sauce, they lemon juice. They got the little uh, the pepper knives. Sauce. What about the knives that look like lipsticks and shit? That's Child, illegal. Some, it's probably illegal. So all knife, all knives are le- illegal. I mean, or a taser, but I mean the gall. I mean, the, but he could have got tasered. Nobody would have known he got fact, unless he died. Nobody would have known. The fact that the officers arrive to the scene and they tell this young woman, I just, I just feel like they don't give a fuck about us. I just woman. feel like, like how um. 
bias is this? Because if a woman is having to fend off an attacker, how is she not going to have she defensive black. wounds? She black, girl. But she my black. thing is, how are you not going to have defensive wounds? Why, like, yeah, it should look like the person has been in a fight. Like, it should looks like it should look like I've been fighting for my life because that's what I've been doing. Sad. Mm. Very sad. So we, I mean, we gotta, we gotta make some changes with mm-hmm. that. So no, I, I still don't feel safe in New York City. It's been some stuff that also this past year that has hit home for us. It's been a lot of deaths all around. Yeah, man, it's been a a lot of big deaths in the last year, 2019, man, mm-hmm. from Nipsey Hussle, yeah, um. Elijah Cummings. To pop. Recipes pops. Yes. John Witherspoon. So um, we had a lot of people. Tony Morrison, you know, uh, one of uh, one of the the great African-American writers uh, novelist, yeah, Toni Morrison. Like, it's... The list goes on. So, you know, my blessings go to everyone that has lost somebody. Shout out to those lights and uh, the contributions that they've made. So this is going to bring us to Grits Pick of the Week. So basically, we're shouting out, you know, a guy or a girl, Grits, that's from the South, that's doing big yeah. things. So it's been a list this entire year. Well, actually, since we're doing, like, you know, our one-year rap yeah. know, anniversary, is we're not going to just name one person. We're thinking about, you know, who are some Grits that's been doing a thing for the past year, over the past it's 12 lot, months? Yeah. And you know it's 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 been a lot because you know we do our thing and you know we 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 make an impact wherever we go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just I mean, for starters, we got people like the baby. Yeah, shout out North Carolina up in this bitch. I used Man, to live in North Carolina. Shout out Charlotte, yo. Yes, he I used has to live done his Carolina, thing. So he good. literally came from nowhere right. this year. You know, with breakout uh, mm-hmm. records like Suge. Like he really did his thing. You know, and he and he and he uh, debuted his um, his first album. Um, this year as well, like a month ago. So yeah, man. Yeah, he had like a good collab with uh. What's his name? Little Baby, I think. And uh, Little Baby. Like, like, we've heard him on all sorts of stuff this year. He's really done his thing. And what's good about, what's cool about the baby and what we don't see a lot of times from Southern artists is that he was literally able to blow from his region, from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to move nowhere else. And I'm sure that he did stuff. I'm sure he went to studios in California, in New York, but he was literally able to put on for him city which is a big accomplishment for a lot of for artists because one of the last big artists that w- was able to do that and has got a lot of praise for it was Drake. Drake yeah. from Toronto. He ain't come here and blow up in the state. Well, he went to Houston, girl. He did. He was between Houston. You better and- give Houston a credit. Yeah, he was. Give us he, our he was, but he was one of those artists that. From Austin, he rapped from where he was from, which was Toronto. Girl, he rapped Houston too. Right, all his songs. Right, talking about Houston, he the did. Houston woman. He he did, but he never. But and he still puts on for Toronto. Like he, yeah, he put on. For we them, never, but, but there's no. He got his street cred from Houston. Though. Right, because he ain't got no street cred in 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 Toronto. But just shout out to baby. Yeah, the shout baby out to North because, Carolina. Yeah, shout out to him for making that happen. One of the, one of the places that I'm also from. You know, because <laughs> y'all know Tasha, a military brashy from everywhere. Yeah, I used man. to live in Fayetteville. Shout out Fayetteville and Raleigh. Shout out. So, um, also, it's a whole bunch. It's uh, Megan. She had yeah, a good man. year. That's she my She had bitch. a really breakout year. I'm really interested to see how, um, and this may rub people wrong. I, I love Megan. I love what she's doing. I'm really interested to see how she grows sonically, musically. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, I want to hear more from her. Like, yes. I want to hear her step her game up. What? Yeah. Girl, the Dallas people hate on Houston. See how they no. all talk about step her game up. It's not. It's that Dallas hate. No. If you listen to Megan, she hated girl. That's that Dallas hate. Meg, it's it's all love, baby. I I like I said, I just want to see her. I want to see her at a, her full potential. I'm talking about like when I hear a body of work, her next body of work. I want to hear the continuity in it because she been working. So I just want to see it on a project. That's it. Well, from another Dallas person, I'm gonna give a shout out to your people, Chantel. 
uh, the founder of Cocoa Butter, okay. which is like a, a online media platform where uh, she does. It's a branch from, I think, the BuzzFeed. She's well known for her food tasting. She had like grandparents or, you know, mothers taste each other's uh, sweet potato pie. Uh, fathers taste each other's barbecue and it's been very entertaining and she has blown up and um, she does great interviews so and she's representing the south so shout out to Chantel out there yeah shout out to her Dallas Dallas is on yeah shout out what else we shouting out Tyler Perry for that yeah. amazing studio Tyler Tyler Perry has really done his thing now yes now I, I would bet to differ when it comes to content on BT in the original shows. I mean, I, mean, I heard this, his new show may be good, though, with Cicely Tyson. Oh, well, Cicely you know, Tyson. Uh, uh, listen, that's an accredited actress. The other lady. What's what's uh, Who, Lynn up. Whitfield? Yeah, I think <laughs> For it's real? her. And um, Cosby's. Oh, you talking about Phil- uh, Fel- uh, Felicia Rashad. Rashad? Yeah, you know she's a grit. I heard too. it's gonna be good. She's a grit. Too. I know she went to Howard too. You know, shout out yeah, to my she's HBCUs. From Houston. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so I heard it's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good show. Okay. The other ones, the content, you know, you know, they I just wish he like Tyler Perry like helped out other you know filmmakers out here and gave producers, other writers and producers shine. Well, with him opening up that giant studio uh in atlanta he very well could and and that's that's one thing i mean they like, shot bad boys coming to america there so if, if we don't give him praise for nothing else like tyler perry like let's salute him for being the yeah, visionary we gonna slide in that your he is like he you know people gave him a, a lot of flack you know they may call him they may say that, you know, what is it? They call it the chilling circuit. They was hating, girl. They, was hating. they may say a plethora of things, but what he has been able to do in his short amount of time is really create a legacy and give right. us something that is going to be able to, to withstand through the, the next decades, the next generations to come. So it's really dope that... Um, that you know he he was able to invest in our future and, and give us something that yeah we as blacks we're gonna look up in mm. 20 30 years and and have been able to make some really major contributions as a result and then shout out to uh what's her name lizzo lizzo what's her name lizzo, lizzo. Girl, i don't know that little girl lizzo name. is she's actually i think she was born in detroit but she grew up in houston she did a shout out houston more than she she does great, she so says that um she didn't really start exploring music until she moved to houston mm. and you know she plays all she plays mad She's instruments talented, girl she went through she lo- plays a she flute she to play a piano this girl can sing she can rap like what can she really rap though i mean let me stop hating on her before people yeah i do i think that i think that she's one of those people that is a writer and um she she can give you both like a missy um you calling her a missy no i said like a missy okay i'm about to say i'm just simply saying that a singer songwriter has the ability to tap into those veins of talent we may not see all of that just yet yeah but the full scope of what's to come like they're capable of it you know she said something i saw a post and she said eight years of touring giving out free tickets to my unsold shows sleepless mm. nights in the car losing my dad and giving up on music playing shows for free beer and food with only negative 32 dollars in my bank account hey. <laughs> constantly what? writing songs hearing a no but always saying yes glad Ooh. i never gave up Right. How, yes, sis. How many of us like are going through those things? Yeah, I'm and going are, through this shit right now. Right, man. Saying no shit. to shit that you know you can't afford. I mean, uh, to girl. say yes to like. I be saying no. I be saying yes to fashion over door. I broke. Let <laughs> me have no bills though. Girl. Or I say yes to helping people. And I hey, look, I may write. I might write you a bio. Da da da. But yeah, man. And they don't pay. They ain't right. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just. Um, Hopefully man. I get this rich man like I deserve. You know, black people, you know, people of color, we all come, a lot of times we come from humble beginnings. So it's very, like, easy to see, like, the next person that, that came up from a background just like you. But I say all that to say is that's even 
a bigger motivation because it's like this person that was just like me, mm. poor, dirt poor, came from I nothing. I ain't that poor, girl. I'm just simply saying. Black people, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, no, oh, girl, yeah, I ain't that fucking poor. You, you, ba- you barely I'm middle class. Suburbs, you barely middle class. My family for the suburbs. I get it, white but typically fish. you're poor still. Whatever. Hey. Okay. <laughs> but all that to say is, you know, if they can do it, you can do it. Right. That's how I believe. You know, that's that's my thought process behind it. Let's take y'all to the next segment, listeners. Ooh, it's so much stuff that we blessing our hearts to in 2019. Fuck boy, fuck girl behavior. Excuse my language. What fuck girl? Who been who been a fuck girl? Oh, April from Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> you could. I'm just saying that it it could go both ways. It's not just dudes. Yeah, true. You no, know, it's not a sexist people, thing. We ain't against y'all, man. You no, know, some of y'all we're not. Shit, but, but let me tell you something because this is our bless. Uh, bless their heart segment. And usually, you know, we, we like to appoint this to, you know, one worthy person. But, you know, since this is our closeout for the year, we're just going to we're going to list and speak on some things that, you know, we just want we just want to say goodbye to in 2019. Right. You know, shit. You know, one thing that I want to say goodbye to in 2019 and I just don't know where they do this shit at. Yo, like pregnant women should not be cheated on by their significant others. Like, if you're married, if you're in a committed relationship, like, what, like, what is the deal? Like, I feel like they really be trying pregnant well, women's well, patience. But I, so I don't understand. So us women that ain't pregnant, we should be cheated on? I just feel some type no, of No, but I just feel like it's like a mm. double slap in the face. Like, I'm fat. I am full with your baby I'm fat now, and I my belly. And the gall of you to cheat on me with the next bitch when I have your seed in my stomach. I mean, I just feel like that is just like merit to go full blown Mm. crazy. I just like am telling dudes like I feel like that gives women to be like free range to kill you. To kill themselves and the baby. Like, what? Stop type fucking of around. Shit is this? Girl, you violent for my ass. No, I ain't that fucking I'm so, I'm so serious. Like, you watch Lifetime too much. No, but I'm just like, these dudes, like, I just feel like, like, I, I just feel like that is the ultimate disrespect. First of all, I don't have any kids, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I don't. You Tasha, would think she does. You shit. don't either. But no, but I just feel like when I do, like, when I do have a kid, I want to do it in the sanctity of marriage. But let me tell you something. I've seen a baby be born. I know all of what the process looks like, what it looks like for the mom, for the woman on her end and everything she has to endure. I'm not just doing this shit for shits and giggles. So if, an, if a man thinks that he can cheat on me while I'm carrying his baby, he got another thing coming for him and okay whatever that means so she up there was talking about porsche williams and tristan cheating on chloe and ray j supposedly cheated i don't think ray j ray j well i i know that there was there was some video footage in in her first pregnancy and i just know that in her second pregnancy she's still talking about similar things okay well him blocking her he wanted uh to move to vegas you want to do too much i don't really care about you're doing too much I'm pregnant with your baby. Uh, I'm going to bless my heart to colorism. This has been a a big topic this year as well as I have experienced this shit, y'all. This year, you know, some from Love & Hip Hop with all that drama, you know, that it kind of blew on up on their asses to me. We was on a photo shoot for our recent photos. We was on the Spanish side of town in New York City. (laughs) We talked about this shit in um, our past episodes about colorism. And I felt like they tried me because I was black. So we on this photo shoot, trying to change into my heels while I'm about to walk and sit on the on the bench. And he just jumps on the bench while I'm trying to sit on the bench to change my my shoes. Hmm. And he says, uh, you can't sit on this bench. I'm like, bitch, is this the 1960s? I can't drink this faucet. I can't, I can't drink it. I got to be on the black side. I'm like, this. it's a street. Do you own this fucking bitch? It's on the street, sir. Mind this is you, public they like property, black Dominicans bitch. pretty much. Right. And then on Halloween, I had another incident to where, uh, you know, I'm not trying to hit on all Spanish people, but I'm saying this Spanish guy, he approached me. Um, I don't know. I think he was Mexican. 
uh, honestly. Mexican. And um, <laughs> I think he really was, though. I don't know. It is a lot. You know what? I think he was. Side note, it is a lot of Mexicans up here in New York City, and I did not know that. But then they're different from Texas because, you know, No, Texas, they are. I just literally, I didn't know that it was so many. So, like, he interviewed, it's like they have, like, a, uh, I guess a Spanish talk show or whatever, a media show. So he was like, can I interview you? I was like, no. So I'm trying to walk off. My friend was like, no, let him interview you. I'm like, okay, whatever. So he stops me. He was like, <laughs> guess what he says, y'all? He says, what are you? Are you some ghetto this and that? Oh. I literally said, what? <laughs> and I walked the fuck off. Like, you're not going to disrespect, disrespect me as a black fucking woman. And I just feel like a lot of people and a lot of cultures, they look down on black women. And I don't like those stereotypes that black women are ghetto, we aggressive, we loud, right. all that shit. Don't disrespect me because maybe have like a strong personality in terms of fun, outgoing. But I'm very educated. I got two degrees. I got a master's degree. And I'll be damned if I let somebody disrespect me like that and call me ghetto and all this other shit. Right. And Bitch. It, it reminds okay, my bad, y'all. I had to it that reminds out. me. I went out recently. I went out to a, a homegirl's birthday gathering. And I was going to say that this other guy, he tried to, you know, approach me and talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, white Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, I mean, uh, the rhetoric that was coming out of his mouth is like, dude, like, you probably could have talked to me if you wouldn't have been saying all this shit. Like, oh, it's so hard to talk to black women. It's intimidating. It's like, dude, let your balls drop. And then maybe you feel comfortable coming over to talk to me. I can't do nothing about your self-esteem. Mm. I can't do nothing about your security issues. Like, let your balls drop and maybe you'll feel comfortable. They watch too much TV. I don't know who came right. up with this narrative but that it, black women are so angry. Like, we're that so, we're so tough, that we're so aggressive, that fuck? we're not approachable to talk to. Like, get your balls up. Stop being a little bitch. That's... That's my thought process. On I'm like, it. I just, man, I'm over this shit. That's my thought process on it because it's racism. I, I don't know how to react when I hear, and I, and, you know, and it's like I don't know where we get this stereotype to where it's like we come off as so unapproachable that this is the rep that we get. But what else are we gonna bless our hearts to? Hmm. We blessing our hearts to bigotry. Mm-hmm. and racism you know we talked about this earlier uh in the southern sound off segment and i was telling you about the young lady jasmine um her handle on social media mm-hmm. is at uh Jaze tv and she was you know pretty much outlining um that she was she was kind of telling her story about being attacked in a cab in New York City and just, you know, how she's from New Orleans. She doesn't she doesn't have any family to call and she just she feels so violated by something like that happening in New York City. And I mean, I agree with her. It's so many times uh that I'm not not just even me. I know Tasha that you've got it too where people ask you, you know, people make all these assumptions about the south. They're like, "Oh, it's racism. Oh, you must have went to school with this. Oh, you must da da da." They make all these assumptions as though it's not present in other parts of the world and look, lo and behold, right here in New York City, right. you got people wilding out in cabs pretty much telling black women like oh you know you're ignorant and commencing to put their hands on her and thinking that it's okay and thinking that they live in a society society where they could potentially keep their job and their livelihood that shit is whacked out to me we're 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 on the east coast and and we see the same types of behaviors it's even more blatant because it's fucking here right also i want to bless my heart to colonizers in houston right now Mm. they trying to shut down turkey leg y'all what girl so turkey leg is very well known and a lot of people that like visit houston it's a restaurant they have the best taste in turkey legs Mm. so a lot of people that visit houston they know about this like even people up here in new york they they know about it. I they tell me, me like, yeah, I've been leg. to Houston and I, I went to Turkey Leg. It's like really well known. It's, um, you know, in our hood side of town. And I guess that side of town is becoming gentrified. So they're trying to get rid of it. Hmm. Um, They like try to protest it. They try to put violations on it. They try to get rid of a good 
establishment that is really well known in the community. Mm. So I just want to bless your heart to all the colonizers out there that's trying to shut down turkey yeah, leg. Yeah, man. My thing is, keep if you want to move into a place, keep it authentic. Right. That's just like in D.C. we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and we were talking about all the people in, their, in the damn dog park. Listen, we're talking yeah. about a damn institution that's been here for how many years, how yeah. many decades, and we're talking about a dog park. Fuck your dog. Bye. Yeah. And like, then we also talked about, I think in that same episode or one of the, our past episodes, we talked about like uh, other people that are gentrifying DC trying to get rid of go-go music or that, complaining about go-go music. And that's really big on their culture. It's fucked up. Yeah. Like, listen, let's stop with this. Like, listen, if you want to diversify neighborhoods, fine. Do that, but let them stay true to their beginnings, their, you know, their, their starts, their roots. That's it. Leave them, you know, leave them preserved. Right. You know, okay. So another thing that we're going to bless, bless the heart of T.I. Lord, Jesus. You know, and we know that this has been a conversation that's been going on for the last week or so where T.I. made the comment after uh, visiting a podcast where he was saying, Oh, you know, my daughter, my 18 year old daughter, she's a virgin. I go to the hot, I go to the the doctor, the gynecologist with her to ensure that, you know, he recently. Her hymen is intact and shit. Right. Like, and, bitch. Right. Right. You know, like. So we got to eradicate that type of, um, what is it, misogynistic. Yes. Narcissistic type of thinking but he did recently go on red table talk and he had a discussion with jada and the whole crew and um he felt like you know his thoughts were misconstrued but he never apologized and and, and i would a lot of times he says a lot of archaic a lot of outdated shit all the time hell he treats his wife a little bit, you know, that's the type of, that's... Because he's, like, kind of controlling. Well, to my point of view for watching the show, you know, he comes across as controlling. You know what it is? I don't think it's controlling what I what I would classify it as. He has a very... He got short man, Napoleon it's very, Syndrome. It's very, um, it's, like, outdated. It's, like, a, um, it's, it's not archaic. Like our grandparents' generation? Yes. He's very, um, he's very, like, a traditionalist. Oh, he, he too traditional he, for he my is. ass. But, but at the same time, if we hadn't seen it, we wouldn't be able to understand it. But we've seen it play out in different instances. On the same show, he's talked about how he didn't want Tiny to work. We've seen the same thought process play out. Mm. So it's not really a mystery for him to kind of talk outside his neck with his daughter. But he did go on, on Red Table Talk today and rectify and say, hey, I never said that I was in a hospital room with her because yeah, we know that at 18, 19 year old, 19 years old, your parents can't just be hanging out unless you're giving them full Girl, access and I'm over that ass. I'm over his ass. But all we're saying with that is men got to stop speaking up for women. And T.I., my thing is... Focus on your merits, sir. Don't, I don't agree with everything T.I. says. I understand that he wants to do... What I respect is that he wants to do things in the best interest of his family. What I will say is... Then he don't I don't cheat like, I That. But I don't like his double standards for, for, for his 15, 14-year-old son, uh, uh, King, who was on tour and who he's practically uh patting on the back for screwing little groupies what how old is this child he don't be screwing nobody lord he's 14 Jesus. 15 oh, lord they Jesus. had a discussion on the family hustle last like, season and he was talking about I call like, it cps what's it but, but that's why ti was like yo i don't want him going on tour but at the same time his um his reaction to it was like oh it was just very nonchalant but now you got Deja. Deja's an 18-year-old she's young so lady. She's so pretty, too. She's, and she's little girl. gorgeous. She reminds me of Sweetie, the rapper. Um, but she's a gorgeous girl. Yeah. Um, smart, intelligent, opinionated. And so, yeah, it pisses her off. I'm quite sure that her father has put a target on her back saying this. What little rapper is trying to make a bet to knock her off now? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, just to go quickly, we got some other ones. Just uh, I'm just gonna give like maybe two more. Okay. Um, sports drama. It's mm. been so much sports drama this Too year, much. from Stephen A. Smith, 
um, going at Kaepernick and, um, you know, just kind of like coming across as like a coon. And it's like, you know, he got that big contract. Stephen A. Smith got like trying a to make huge no contract. He got one of the biggest contracts, I think, out over this year. And so I just think that he's just sucking up to like the NFL and shit because he's making that money. So he My thing fuck. is, I would think that when you have made your way and, and when you have really like put it on the line, it's like if you call the shots... Like, why are you kissing ass? Mm. Like, why are you caping? I mean, he's been like that his whole entire career, no. so, you well, know. Well, hey, it's nothing new then. Yeah, and then we got another, like, a Clippers uh, basketball player by the name of Patrick Patterson. Just recently, he's married to a white woman. You know, that's his prerogative. But he said something out. I think it was on social media or an article or whatever. He called out black women by saying, calling black women bulldogs oh. he said just because he said he dated black women he used to work at i think he said walmart or something oh. like that and he dated black women if he would have stuck by the bulldogs then like so he kind of so what about us if we would stick by them clowns or we would have stuck by his clown ass right <laughs> what and would then, that make us look like my thing is, how a part you of the circus how you gonna associate black women just because you were young and you worked at Listen. you know a, a store like that and, and act like all of us men, work at those stores like and that, we're all I, bulldogs like, just because you married a white woman right. and put her on a pedestal any, any man of color with any intelligence <laughs> You know, is not gonna talk like that and talk out of their ass like that. Like we're clearly dealing with somebody that is probably not past his twelfth grade education, and we should just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> like so. Period. So, and also lately, uh, another last one is an actor. He was on uh, Get Out, mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. So I, I think he holds up. I don't know that man from a can of paint, so I don't know. He said. Um, he recently got into it with Charlemagne and some other people in the industry. And he's called uh, black media. He said all these black media and gossip sites are anti-black. Sounds about Tiger. He talked about the shade room, the breakfast club, world star. And, but my thing about him is my thing is, so you're going to call out all these black sites, but I never seen you on Essence. I never seen you talk about Essence, Ebony, all these black publications. I never seen you hype them up. But my thing is when people start talking outside their neck, like with stuff like that, it's just like, well, who you want to come support your new movie that you got coming out? Right. Uh, that's, that's coming in the works. Who? Cause them other people are not going to support it. But number two, um, with that, Tiger said the same shit. That's what oh, I he always, did. That's what I always remember. That's what that's what I always go. That's my point of reference. Man, Tiger too. said the same shit when he was talking about Dayton Kylie. When he was like, black publications, all they want to do is make up, like you know, basically commentary and fodder, mm-hmm. like public fodder. Like no, he was boning this underage girl mm-hmm. you're screwing her yeah you got into a relationship after that interview so how dare you come for you know black publications yeah man period yeah and then my thing is like you know people put so much flack on the shade room the breakfast club at the end of the day i feel like this club, the shade room is a gossip site but they also showcase so much stuff they've created a whole positive stuff platform. too they help out like Guess whenever what? somebody's getting killed that's black that's unarmed they showcase that stuff that i don't know about i'll they look at the shade room a lot of, stuff. A lot they, of positive they highlight show. A, a lot of minority owned businesses yes so i i sim- i tend he's to, a hater i tend to think that when when people of color say that type of thing they have some stuff going on that they don't want in the mix because that's what it is. Because when these white publications like Daily Mail or mm. Radar Online are spewing false stories, you know, TMZ these, shit. Right. But but those specifically because they're known to have fake stories. Like, yeah. you know, nobody's like, you know, so it's just like for him to call out that. I just, my reference point for it is always Tyga and remembering how Tyga was doing all that dirt with Kylie and was quick to be like oh xyz yeah we don't believe that shit you need more people that ass so this is gonna actually bring us out to our thought of the day and um our thought of the day is gonna be simply um it's kind of gonna be a continuation of g code of the week which was the g code was hey 
you know, versus focus on competing with others, focus on being the the better version of yourself. And so that's basically, you know, thought of the day leading into 2020. Right. But, you know, this year is just all about having 2020 vision and really just being focused. You said 2020 vision. Yes, Lord. Don't give up, man. Right. Don't give up because mm-hmm. that second that you think of giving up, that's always the turning point. We yes. look at all these other people that have made leaps and strides Liza. all because they didn't give Liza up. So just, just you know, in that turning point where you're thinking about it in that crucial point, that's what separates winners from losers. So, so on that note, that's going to actually take us out. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Grits in the City podcast, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. Be sure to check us out on our website at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com or feel free to stream us and subscribe to us at podbean.com as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube and any other streaming platform. Uh, Be sure to stay tuned and uh, look out for us when we come back in January. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all your support this year. It's been one heck of a year. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride. We love you and uh, peace out. We'll see you next year.